In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I consecrate this teaching to the pierced hearts of Jesus and Mary, to their sorrows, for the church and for the world. Amen. The name of the teaching tonight is how to live the passion of the church as one with Christ. I'd like to begin again with the words from Pope John Paul II. He said, the church must now, as a body, pass through the dark night of the soul. We are collectively going to enter a period of purgation in which, like Jesus on the cross, we will feel as though the Father has abandoned us. But the dark night leads in various possible ways to the ineffable joy experienced by the mystics as nuptial union. End of quote. I find that there's one sentence in scripture that tells us exactly how to live the passion of the church as one with Christ. And these are the words from our Lord from Matthew chapter 26, verse 38. My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. My community, everything is contained in those words of the Lord. The passion that can serve God's righteousness is loving sorrow. How has the Lord formed us as his victim souls for these times of great sorrow in the church and in the world? I think we have all entered this cynical tonight with profound sorrows. We have the sorrows of our brothers and sisters in Israel. The horror and the sorrows of those abducted. The sorrows of the babies that were slaughtered. The sorrows of the ordinary Palestinian people whose water supply has been cut off. The Lord says, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. On November 5th, 2022, our Lord spoke to us about sorrows. He said, my sorrows lived in my human heart reveal the love of God. My sorrows and my love are one. 
as I purify your emotions in me. I am drawing you into the depth of my sacred heart to live as one in my sorrows. The union of sorrows is the perfect union of love with God on earth. The sorrows you live are my sorrows for souls. The union of sorrows is where I'm bringing each of you. For it is the perfect union of love. And therefore, the perfect prayer to aid in the redemption of countless souls. Remain in my sorrows as one with Mary, my mother of sorrows, to obtain many graces for souls during these decisive times. Enter the silence of this most perfect union, which is the fruit of living the second nail of crucifixion with me. I seal your mind, body, and soul with my kiss of love and gratitude. Go in peace. My community, a great battle takes place in our hearts to remain in the silence of our sorrows. Our flesh, self-love, and self-will desire to speak of our sorrows with others. Our self-love desires to complain of our sorrows. Our self-love desires distractions from our sorrows. Yet Jesus says to each of us, remain here. He goes on to instruct us, watch with me. This watching is the silence of gazing into the grief of Abba through the gaze of Jesus' suffering. This interior battle to remain in the silence of God's sorrows is the purging of our hearts in the sacred heart of Jesus. As we choose to mortify our self-will to live in God's will, accompanying him in his sorrows, we grow in holiness, the image and likeness of Christ crucified. We must respond to every piercing and suffering in our lives as one with Christ, the man of sorrows, Isaiah 53. In verse 39, the Lord teaches us how to respond to each of our piercings and sorrows. My father, if it be possible, Let this cup pass from me. 
Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Watch and pray. Verse 41, the Lord says. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. End of quote. My community, I think we've all experienced these words of the Lord. How much our spirits desire to be all for God. How much our spirits desire to be true victim souls. But I don't know about you, but at least for me, the Lord has had me on a daily basis confronted with the weakness of my flesh. I'll give you an example. Now the weekend in the wedding of my son in Mexico, the Lord blessed me with a weekend of mortification amidst a beautiful wedding. It was sweating from the moment we got there till the moment we left. The Lord even permitted that in our hotel, the power went, exploded on that block and our hotel had no windows I mean it had windows but not the ones that open and there was no air condition everywhere we went there was no air condition we all sweat Elena said to me as I was seeing the pictures I thought you all were in the rain and got soaked (laughs) and at the beginning I knew that the Lord was blessing my family with this mortification. And I said to my husband, honey, we need to embrace this mortification for our son and Anna, Alex and Anna, and for many souls. I didn't know yet the invasion of Israel had not happened yet. I didn't find out about that till the reception of the wedding. But I was confronted as I tried so hard to embrace the heat. Every once in a while, I found myself complaining. So there I was. My spirit was willing, but my flesh is so weak. The Lord allowed me to see my attachment to comfort. And so it was another beautiful opportunity for growth, another beautiful opportunity to say, yes, my Lord, I give you my misery. I give you my weakness. And I receive your infinite mercy. The flesh is weak. Therefore, the simple path to union with God guides us through the different levels of silence, which are united to the levels of humility and the spirit of poverty. As 
God teaches us in the second nail of crucifixion. The purification of our emotions is the most profound purification of our hearts. To restore manhood and fatherhood, men must be willing to enter the journey into their hearts. This can no longer be only the work of women. For this lie that only women can cry and be emotional has kept our men from becoming one with the man, Jesus Christ. There are three times in scripture that Jesus wept. First, in John 11, verse 35. Jesus wept, it says. This was at the death of Lazarus. Jesus cried. In Luke 19.41, it says, I'm going to read a little further till 44. It says, and when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, would that even today you knew the things that make for peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. For the day shall come upon you when your enemies will cast up a bank about you and surround you and hem you in on every side and dash you to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. End of quote. I can't help thinking and contemplating the tears of Jesus in the Eucharist as he hears the cry of the people, the daughter Zion, the Jewish people, as he hears the cries throughout the world of so many lamenting. Hebrews 5, 7, in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard for his godly fear. End of quote. Jesus cries my community for he loves. What has the Lord told us? The Lord has invited us as his close friends, to cry with him. In 2012, February 9th, he said, Will you participate in my tears? Will you cry with me? For my people have gone astray. I bless you tonight with my tears. He blessed us with his tears and the tears of my mother, my community. We have received the blessing of God's tears. Have you ever pondered that? It's in our messages. Imagine you blessing your children with your tears. 
A mother and a father know how to bless our children with our tears because we love them. And when they go astray, we cry. What mother in this room has not cried for her children? And I pray that someday every man, every father, can cry for his children because Christ cries for us, his children. He goes on to say, and I invite you to cry with us and present your tears as one with ours to the father for the salvation of many. This is what a mother and a missionary of the cross does. If our hearts are being transformed in Christ, we must be women and men that cry because we love. We love in Christ. We love with Christ. We love for Christ. In July 5th of 2012, he said, I cry, but my tears are hidden. I intercede continuously before the throne of our Father for all. My hidden life in the Eucharist is seen by Abba and blessed by him who sees all. August 28th, 2012. My soul cries without ceasing. My cup overflows with my tears. My community, this is Christ speaking to us. Look at how this man, God, speaks. Look at the passion, the intimacy, the love of what a true man should sound like. How many of our men can express themselves in this way? He goes on to say, My beloved children are being lost for all eternity. Jesus Christ, one with Abba Father, cries for every child that goes to hell. For every single one that goes to hell, they cry. As a mother, he says, laments for her dead child. I weep for my dead children, dead in sin. I need you, my faithful remnant, to save them from Satan's deception I need you, my holy remnant, to suffer and cry with me so that the mercy of God our Father can save them. Are we going to the blessed sacrament? Are we crying with Christ for every horror we're hearing on the news? Are we crying with Christ for all those in our family that have gone astray. 
And the last one I'll tell you, there's many more, but these are the few I chose. February 20th, 2013. The time is short. My little one, I am living my agony of love for my bride, the church. I am alone. Few remain with me awake, attentive, concerned for the heart of their God who cries for them. Will you too fall asleep as I continue to ask you to remain with me, collecting my tears for humanity? Have we, like Peter, James, and John, fallen somewhat asleep? And finally, St. Paul cried. What a man, St. Paul. What a missionary of the cross. In 2 Corinthians 2.4, it says, St. Paul writes, For I wrote you out of much distress and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to cause you pain, but to let you know the abundant love that I have for you. Imagine, this is St. Paul, such a man, such a like, what a man, St. Paul. And he's writing to his community in Corinth, revealing the abundance of love, a love that is so great for them that he cries for them. This is true manhood. This is true fatherhood my community until our men can enter their wounds and allow their inner child to cry the pain of not being loved affirmed understood etc their pain will remain locked up in the inner chamber of their hearts. They will remain disconnected from their pain and unable to connect with the grief in the heart of God. As women, God is bringing us with Mary He's summoning us. And I feel that this weekend, when the mothers of the cross are united, we will be crying with Mary in Christ, especially to raise up a holy manhood, a transformed manhood, holy priesthood, a transformed priesthood for the church. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus invited his friends, Peter, James, and John, to remain with him and to watch and pray. Yet they fell asleep. These men, even though they loved Jesus, 
and were his closest friends could not enter and remain in the sorrows of Christ. Sleep was their distraction from their sorrow. The battle we see taking place in the Synod reveals the battle between good and evil in the heart of the church and the world. How do we suffer this situation with Christ? Jesus's words at Gethsemane to his friends continue to be what we too must do during the passion of the bride of Christ, the church. Watch means being attentive and listening, which requires silence. Silence requires three things. Listening, receiving, and responding. Let me give you an example of how to live in the sorrows of Christ united with our mother of sorrows. Let's take some of the disturbing remarks from cardinals and priests that Father Jordy shared with us on his talk about the Synod. Cardinal Fernandez has expressed openness to same-sex unions. Cardinal Hollerick said in March that he believes that a future pope could allow women priests and that he finds the part of the teaching calling homosexuality intrinsically disordered a bit dubious. Cardinal Grech, the Secretary General, defends the German synodal way which has already begun to change church teaching ahead of the Universal Synod. Cardinal Robert McElroy of San Diego has written that the church should have open admission to Holy Communion. And Father James Martin, a prominent advocate of the LGBTQ agenda, defended the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence a group of homosexual men who make a mockery of religious sisters and perform performances featuring blasphemous acts. My community, speaking these comments socially in conversations and feeling disturbed or angry does nothing to help the church and can even serve to intensify the darkness. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane suffered in silence the betrayal of these cardinals and priests. My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Jesus said to his apostles agonizingly, In adoration, I need to receive the remarks of these cardinals, priests, and even the Pope, and enter the sorrows of Christ with Mary. I need to gaze upon Jesus, see his tears hidden in his Eucharistic presence, 
and suffer with him. At daily mass during the consecration, I offer Abba, the blood of Christ, in the chalice of Mary's heart, united with our tears, and I beg the Father to pour this union of blood and tears upon the church and world. This is how we live. One body, one blood, one sacrifice, one victim. That is how a mother and missionary of the cross lives the passion of the church and brings blessing to her. Jesus invites us, the mothers and missionaries of the cross, to mourn with him the death of his bride, the church, and to collect his tears and those of Mary and present them to the Father. He said to us in 2013, imagine my community, this is 2013. Now look at 2023. Remain with me mourning the death of my bride, the church. Collect my tears as one with Mary and present them in the chalice of your heart to our Father. This is prayer. This is the prayer of a victim soul. My little one, know that the Father hears you and blesses your every prayer for you have found favor with him. This is a time of mourning. This was 10 years ago. I asked the Lord what he wants me to do because there are still such few victim souls and no army of holy priests. And the Lord answered, trust always in the triumph of my cross. My little one, I am alone as if again in Gethsemane. I desire as my spouse, your constant companionship in my sorrows. Right now, every mother and missionary of the cross, we are spouses of Christ. Our missionaries of the cross are one with the bridegroom. The Lord has been preparing us to enter great silence. Focus. Mary told us years ago, Stop all frivolity. This is the time of profound silence. Silence is not nothingness. Silence is union. Only in silence can we cry with Christ. Can we mourn with Mary? Only in silence can we receive the news and then enter adoration to encounter our God that cries. This is the prayer of a victim soul. My community, this is only possible as we spend many years mourning our sins 
and disordered tendencies. And with great tenderness and patience, mourning the sins, disorders, and oppressions of the people closest to us. It's interesting to note that during Jesus' suffering in Gethsemane, the women were united with Mary, the mother of God, and remained in prayer and the silence of attentiveness to Jesus' agony of love. The passion of the church has begun and the world is in disarray and the Lord summons the mothers of the cross into the cloister of Mary's immaculate heart to watch and pray with her. We, the mothers of the cross, as one with the mother of sorrows, will help our men become the new Adams and persevere during the time of great darkness. And I will end with the last message the Lord gave me on October 4th, 2023. I didn't realize till Father Ron told me later that this was the first day of the sessions of the Synod in Rome. And also, three days after this was the invasion of Israel. The Lord said, look at how he starts. Collect my tears for daughter Zion. Daughter Zion, as you all know, represents Israel, Jerusalem, the Jewish people, and also represents the church. And offer them as one with yours in the chalice of my mother's immaculate heart to the Father for the conversion of sinners and the salvation of souls, especially my priests. You are my remnant little victim souls whom God is guiding and forming to be totally his during the time of great darkness. Place all your trust in me as you see continuously your weakness and sinfulness. For it is my grace obtained for you through my passion and resurrection that will make you holy as I am holy. Now listen carefully, my community. What he says next, it's contingent. If you persevere daily in living the way I have made known to you. Remain in silence and the prayer of sorrows as I have taught you. Attentive to me during this hour of my passion. Mary and the holy women remained in silence and the prayer of pain and sorrow during the agony at Gethsemane. It was only when John went to my mother, prompted by the spirit, that he too was able to remain with me during my passion as one with me through Mary with Mary and in the cloister of Mary's heart. 
The passion of my beloved bride, the church, has begun. And those that are united with Mary and in Mary's immaculate heart will remain faithful. Yet God is raising the few who will possess his power to defeat Satan and help cleanse my church. These few are his victim souls, past, present, and future, who have persevered through the long and strenuous path of purification and as one with Mary have become one in my sacrifice of love. God's formation manual for his saints of the end times has been entrusted to you and the little mustard seed of love crucified. You each must continue to receive this gift from God as your treasured pearl and commit daily to ponder my words and live my path with great focus and diligence. My way of the cross is not easy, but those who persevere, God will bless abundantly with the grace of becoming the new men and women of the kingdom of God on earth. And he will usher in a new dawn for humanity through the few victims of love. Rejoice, my little one, rejoice and believe. Amen. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified Community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.